The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. And today we are talking to a guest we've had on before who is just filled with terrific information about our health. His name is David Foreman. He's a retired pharmacist, author, and radio host of the syndicated show, The Herbal Pharmacist. David Foreman is well-versed on the healing power of herbs, vitamins, and other natural supplements. And he is the author of Four Pillars of Health, Heart Disease. He's a frequent speaker at many colleges and medical groups. And we are talking today about two things. We're going to be talking about statins and heart disease and cholesterol levels. And then in our second half with uh, Dr. Foreman, we're going to be talking about superbugs and conquering them. Welcome, David Foreman. Thanks a lot, Patricia, for having me back. It's, uh, it's always fun and yeah. educational. <laughs> oh, good. It absolutely is. Tell us about statins. You say that we should split up with statins. Right. Uh, well, real quick, for people that aren't familiar with what a statin is, statins are a category of medication, and they are prescribed to lower your cholesterol. The idea being in modern medicine that if we lower your cholesterol, well, I shouldn't say we, I'm not going to throw myself into that one. <laughs> modern medicine's approach is if you if you're, uh, you know, lower your cholesterol, you're less likely to have a heart attack or a stroke. Um, and like you said, I'm kind of encouraging people to relook at taking this category of medication and look at some other natural ways of treating themselves. And primarily it's because, you know, we, we've, we've now, um, through the, using these category of statins to lower cholesterol, we've got people with these ridiculously low levels of cholesterol, yet really the incidence of strokes and heart attacks have not gone down. And, and uh, you know, I really think that, you know, as a pharmacist, a guy that came from the traditional background of pharmacy and now specializes in, in uh, you know, natural medicine, you know, I, when people talk about medications, I always look at, you know, what's the risk versus the reward? And I got to say, this this category of medication ranks number two out of, on my list of, I'd really look for something different to do. And um, so I'm, I'm really glad we're uh, going to be able to have this chat today. Yeah, and I know you have several things that really will help people in lieu of statins. You know, uh, and one of them is certainly you talk about tea and beans and garlic and chocolate. So share some of those things with us. Okay. Um, before I get into that, though, I really want to teach people one thing before I get into some of my food solutions. And that is that 80% of your cholesterol is made by your body. And I think to really, in order to, to really get a grip on, you know, how do I address my cholesterol, you have to understand that 
80% of it's made by your body, and most of that that's made by your body is made from sugar. So anything that's in your everyday diet that either is sugar, whether it's white sugar, brown sugar, molasses, honey, you know, if it's sugar or it converts to sugar easily, like starchy foods, like, uh, you know, we normally don't think of potatoes, rice, and pasta as something that would raise your cholesterol, you know, unless you've got like, you know, it covered in butter and cheese. And, and that's not really true. Um, your body converts those starchy foods to sugar. And again, sugar is really what makes your body um, produce or allows your body to produce more cholesterol. I always tell people that bowl of cereal in the morning is worse for you than having three eggs when it comes to cholesterol. So having said that, you know, you just, you mentioned a few food ideas I have here and I've got five. Um, and the first one is to drink more tea. Um, you know, everybody says, I, in, in this segment, I'm really talking about black tea, you know, um, versus green tea. I mean, green tea is great, but I think t- people are tired of hearing about green tea and, uh, not everybody really likes the flavor of green tea. So in this case, black tea, uh, consuming black tea, studies have shown that it'll reduce your cholesterol levels by up to 11%. And that's as little as three. Yeah, that's crazy, interesting because most, well, all it is, because that's not what we're hearing. I mean, what we're reading is you should get away from the caffeine of black tea and you should drink either green tea or herbal tea. Well, see, that, I, I mean, granted, I can tell you that green tea was probably the healthier choice of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but black tea does have any, it is high in antioxidants, um, you know, and it definitely possesses a lot of health benefits by itself too. So, um, for people to say run screaming from black tea, I, I don't agree. Um, you know, can you overconsume it and are you going to get more caffeine out of it? Yeah, you could. Um, so I'm not saying that, you know, that it's, uh, you know, fully healthful. If I have high blood pressure, then I'm going to drink green tea, not black tea. But just for the topic of cholesterol today, lots of good information out there showing. Now, remember, if you're going to have tea, whether it's hot black tea or or iced tea, um, look at how you're sweetening it. Because if you're using sugar or honey, um, those things will spike your cholesterol, triglyceride levels. You want to look for an alternative sweetener. Uh, In the natural health world, I like to use something called stevia. But uh, sugar, honey, even honey, people always get a little bit miffed on that because it's natural. Well, it's still not going to do much good for your cholesterol levels. So definitely black tea is in. Yes. Um, right. you, mentioned, you mentioned vegetables and, and beans. Um, I think yeah. everybody kind of gets, gets the idea that veggies are good for you. I think people get the idea that vegetables are, you know, you know heart healthy. They're good for your waistline. Um, but there was a study recently that said that, you know, people who consumed a diet higher in, in veggies, um, did, did a lot of good at lowering their cholesterol, um, even in as little as four weeks. So if you're struggling with maintaining healthy cholesterol levels, let's say you're not eating those starchy sugary foods I mentioned earlier that contribute to why your cholesterol really goes up, not because of eggs then maybe consider, you know, more salads, uh, you know, and if you're needing a snack, have vegetables. You know, at my house we have celery carrots and, and cauliflower already cut up uh, to eat as a snack and, instead of chips and pretzels and things that people might think are healthier and really aren't. All right, so that's one. Now, you also talk about garlic. We hear so much about garlic. You know, it's been used for thousands of years for heart health. 
and ancient Egyptians uh, may have uh, eaten it for stamina. But uh, we're saying now that it will lower cholesterol and prevent blood clots. Talk about garlic. All right, so um, garlic is very heart healthy. It's um, one of my top five favorite herbs all around. With regards to cholesterol, though, I want to teach people one thing about garlic. Its effect on cholesterol, uh, really it's the majority of its effects on heart health in general are from raw garlic, raw garlic that's just recently been crushed or chopped. If you're buying it already chopped up, it's going to lose a lot of its health benefits. So if you're going to cook with it, you're destroying a lot of the health benefits of garlic. So the key is to add that fresh, crushed, or chopped garlic after you've cooked your meal, and you add it in at the end as an additional seasoning to the food. But you know, if you cook with it, you're really going to negate the, the benefits of, of lowering cholesterol. What about people? What about, you know, whether you have a date or whether you're going to be, you know, up close and personal with someone? <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorites. And, um, yes, actually, I had my, my uh, ex-wife, uh, she was one of those people that if she had garlic, it, it stayed with her for days. Um, you know, everybody's a little different. There, there are supplement versions of garlic you can buy that will help avoid that. Um, and, and you can go to your local health food store and buy those. Um, you, you don't want garlic oil. You usually want it in a tablet form. Um, and, you know, just read your labels at the health food store. But there are several types of garlic you could buy at your health food store. If you're looking for the heart health benefit of garlic, but you don't want that stinky stuff, then maybe the supplement version is good for you, too. All right. Well, we go from garlic to something most people really love, and that's chocolate. But you talk about dark chocolate. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, ch- chocolate, you know, I, I always say, you know, I, I gave you something to drink. I gave you a snack with veggies. Uh, I gave you some seasoning with garlic. We didn't, we didn't talk about, I want to talk about beans in a second because there's something really cool about the bean story. But I always give people dessert when it comes to this cholesterol topic. And uh, the darker the chocolate, the better. Um, so you want that, you know, 75, 85, even 90% cocoa powder. Uh, type of chocolate, it's going to be bitter, um, which is a, an acquired taste because most Americans are used to milk chocolate. Um, milk is actually bad for your cholesterol and, and uh, usually the sugar they add to it uh, as well. So you want to look for that dark, dark chocolate. Again, it's bitter, but you don't need to eat that much of it. Maybe a, you know, uh, a two by two square. Um, you could do that a couple times a day if you wanted to. Um, all my chocoholics that are listening right now are loving me for that. Uh, white chocolate will do nothing for you. So it, it might taste great, but there's no real good health benefits in white chocolate that I'm aware of. So uh, go with that extra special dark chocolate and uh, you're on your way to a, a healthier heart. Right. That's well, And that's so important. Now, I know you want to talk about beans, but before we do, because we have a few minutes left in this segment, and then I definitely want to move on to superbugs. But there okay. are five foods that will spike your cholesterol levels, and I'm going to read them from what you've written. Baked potato, which I happen to love. We found breakfast cereal. Couscous, rice, french fries, pasta, and pretzels. I'm surprised, because I eat rice, and I eat brown rice, and I eat gluten-free pasta. And, um, and I'm surprised. Yeah, it goes back to my uh, my comment at the beginning about uh, the fact that your body uses sugar to make cholesterol. Uh, either whether it's glucose or fructose, your body uses those. Well, any food that is starchy will break down into sugar as well. 
Mm. So, and so it's those starches getting converted to sugar. And that's why the bean thing was so important was there's a, an extract that comes from white kidney beans. I normally, it's one of my favorites for weight loss to recommend. Uh, but in this case, it, I'm recommending it to help people who struggle with eating those type of foods. Um, it's called phase two, P-H-A-S-E and the number two. Phase two is a starch blocker. So if you are going to enjoy those foods, Patricia, and you don't want to have as much of an effect on, on cholesterol, blood sugar, and or even waistline, um, you could do what I do, which is when I do eat one of those types of foods, I'll make sure I take phase two before it. It blocks 65% of that starch from being broken down. So semi, I guess you could say negating the, the potential harmful effects of those foods, you know, while you're going to go ahead and enjoy them. Okay. All right. So I just want to recap before we move on to another subject after the break. The five foods that you talk about that will really help us with reducing our cholesterol or lowering our left cholesterol levels are black tea and then a plant-rich diet, um, beans, definitely beans, kidney, navy, pinto, chickpea, butter beans, more garlic that's fresh and not cooked, and dark chocolate only, dark chocolate. That's it. <laughs> I love it. You, you, you did it better than I did, so thank you. Oh, well. I'm reading, as it's easy. All right, all right. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Dr. David Foreman about another topic, which is conquering the superbug, surprising ways that you can protect yourself from antibiotic overload and drug-resistant bacteria. So listen up. We're talking to Dr. David Foreman, the herbal pharmacist. He has his own radio show, The Herbal Pharmacist. And he also, his book is The Four Pillars of Health, Heart Disease. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. My guest is Dr. David Foreman, the herbal pharmacist. Stay tuned. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The schizophrenia community faces tough challenges every day. The community includes individuals living with schizophrenia, their partners, parents, children, siblings, friends, neighbors, co-workers, and also their providers of health care and social services. To hear Dr. Gordon Atherley introduce members of the schizophrenia community who are sharing their experiences, tune in to Schizophrenia Community Radio every week. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Hospitality News Network for a look inside the travel, hotel, restaurant, and hospitality industry. Host Stephen Nicole and his guests will teach you everything you've wanted to know about this fascinating industry. Who knows? You might just want to change your own career path. At the very least, you might end up being a preferred customer. The Hospitality News Network is broadcast live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. And my guest for this half hour is Dr. David Foreman. The Oval Pharmacist. He is the author and radio host of the syndicated show, The Oval Pharmacist. And he is the author of Four Pillars of Health, Heart Disease. And in our first uh, segment, we talked about cholesterol and we talked about how to split up the statins and what are things that you can do to really help lower your cholesterol naturally. And now in the second half of this interview, we're going to talk about conquering superbugs, ways that you can protect yourself from antibiotic overload and drug-resistant bacteria. Welcome back, David. Thank you very much again for having me. And All right, I'm, me, I'm glad we're able to cover two topics. These are huge topics to me, so I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'm glad. And I want to read this. Antibiotic resistance has been declared as a global emergency by the World Health Organization that conservatively estimates the health threat will result in 2 million serious infections or illnesses and 23,000 deaths each year. At the end of March, the White House announced to the United States Centers of Disease Control and Prevention a five-year, $1.2 billion program to fight superbugs and drug-resistant bacteria that pose serious hazards to public health. So, and you said yourself that superbugs could be our biggest health threat in our future. So go ahead and tell us what we can do about this, David. Well, you know, it's interesting. We're, we're coming up, you know, in the beginning of flu season right now, and everybody gets so worried about that. And I, I keep trying to tell people, you know, we need to be more concerned about superbugs on a year-round basis um, and really take a good look at our overuse of antibiotics, overuse of uh, hand sanitizers, overuse of just sanitizing everything to death. Uh, For those people who aren't familiar with a superbug, a a superbug is a bacteria that's, that's mutated. It's become resistant to the antibiotics that we've known that would work now no longer will work at killing them. And you gave some pretty cool statistics there of the, and by the way, that's a joke as in cool, uh, 23,000 deaths each year. Um, you know, it's such a big deal. Now the White House got involved. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't realize for two years in a row now, the World Health Organization's done campaigns. They did a campaign two years ago trying to encourage healthcare providers of all sorts, not just medical doctors, nurses, and pharmacists, but even beyond that to really look at antibiotic use, um, and it didn't go as well as they hoped, so now they, they redid it again in 2015. And what you know, and it's really from our overuse of antibiotics, and what people don't realize is that 80% of antibiotics that are sold in the United States are actually sold into agriculture, mm. and which, which means that those, and those are the antibiotics that are being used in the raising of the you know poultry, uh, oh. beef, po- pork, and even and even most fish you buy nowadays are farm raised fish, and 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 the reason that they use those in in the raising of those animals and and fish is because a sick animal doesn't grow, 
And if it mm-hmm. doesn't grow, then, you know, it's taking more time for that person, you know, that farmer to make their money. So we really need to look at, at this. This is, this could be the pandemic that everybody keeps, you know, saying we're going to have, you know, with random flu seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a this is a bigger deal to me than, than any flu season, well, you know, that we could ever talk about. Yeah, I want to bring this up, though, because I think this is so interesting. It, it's about canine kisses providing probiotics instead of germs. And it's well documented that owning the dog can improve a person's well-being. But now scientists are believing that those microbes that are in the dog's gut could have this probiotic effect so that, you know, their saliva could help lessen sneezing and itching and hives of an allergic reaction. Really? Really, David? Yeah, yeah there's actually a um, really cool thing when, when we found that little tidbit of information um, I found something even more compelling. Uh, but, yeah, there's actually a, a study going on. Actually, it should be just finishing up right now at the University of Arizona where one of their uh, professors is actually studying dog kisses and whether or not they, they really do provide this health benefit uh, that you just described. Uh, there, was a, there was also a, um, a study slash observation that was done uh, that was published a few years ago that, that showed that the children of pet owners that their children got sick less frequent than children who were raised in a family that didn't have a household pet like a dog or cat. Um, so, yeah, but I got to tell you, though, Patricia, I, I, have, I have a chocolate lab, and sometimes she lays right next to me when I do my radio interviews, and you might hear her snoring a bit, a bit because apparently mm. what I do bores her. But, um, <laughs> but, um, she, uh, but I'm not letting my dog kiss me. I, I raised her from a puppy. I trained her not to, do, you know, not to kiss me. I get the whole idea of friendly bacteria might be in the dog's mouth and that those friendly bacteria m- might get into my digestive tract and be good for me. But I got to be straight. I- I'd rather get my, my probiotics, those friendly bacteria from a supplement version, n- not from my dog kissing my face because I watch my dog and oftentimes she licks things I don't want to have anywhere near my mouth. <laughs> so, um, the concept's cool, but I would advise people to take a probiotic that you can buy in your health food store or pharmacy. And right. right. Well, you talk about it. that, probiotics. You also talk about, in the seasons coming up, David, with Thanksgiving, pomegranates and cranberries. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. I'm really into colorful fruits and, uh, you know, as, as helping your overall immune system. So the, the idea here is if I can keep my immune system healthy, Patricia, um, when I do get exposed to a bacteria or a virus, I'm going to, I'm going to stay healthy. I'm not, my body's not going to get sick from it. And so pomegranates really high in antioxidants, cranberries, even more. So we, uh, I just found a study showing that, uh, there's five times the antioxidants in cranberries that there, that there are in broccoli. And I, I don't know about you, mm. but I, I much prefer to eat, I much prefer to eat cranberries over, over broccoli. I, I mean, I eat it, don't oh, get me wrong, God. but um, well, I love broccoli. See, I love broccoli. So you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> well, I, well, I do. Too. I mean, we we probably eat three or four heads of broccoli a week at the at the Foreman household. So yeah. I'm kind of along the same lines with you. But a lot of people don't want to eat those foods, even cranberries for that matter. Like I'm not a big cranberry fan at Thanksgiving, um, and you can't get them year round. So I'm actually encouraging people to use a supplement for form of it. That's what I do because I travel a lot. It's a lot easier. I use something called Cranmax. Cranmax um, normally gets brought up in the conversation of, you know, use for urinary tract infections. 
but I'm actually recommending people use Cranmax just, you know, one capsule a day. Um, and that way you don't have to necessarily, you know, choke down cranberries if you don't like them or, uh, it's hard to find pomegranates even year round. So Cranmax would be a good way to, to, uh, get the antioxidants you're looking for. All right. What about fungus? That doesn't sound like a very nice word. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Uh, fungus. We're talking about mushrooms, but more specifically, we're talking about those medicinal type mushrooms. Um, you know, like the shiitake, maitake version of mushrooms. There's actually a, a compound that's called AHCC. Um, it's, it's a scientifically backed researched ingredient. I take it every day. Um, because I do travel a lot. I'm, you know, in hotels, rental cars and airplanes a lot. And I take AHCC every day. What it does is it activates my immune system. Yes, it comes from mushrooms, but it's a very specific extract, over 25 human clinical trials on it, showing that it gets my immune system ready and active so that when I do come in contact with something, and I, I know I'm going to, we all are, you go to the grocery store or you fly around in airplanes, you're coming in contact with you know, bacteria using AHCC will get my immune system ready so that when I do come in contact, it, it responds the way it's supposed to, and I don't get sick from it. Um, it's also my favorite thing to recommend during flu season as well. It's not the topic today, but uh, AHCC is phenomenal, especially if you combine it with a flu shot. And, a, and, and that is called active hexose correlated compound. So you can buy it. Can you buy this at the health food store? Yeah, and that's the name of the ingredient. So if you go to your store, they might have their own store brand. Like I, I occasionally I buy from Vitamin Shop. They have their own store brand, but they have three or four other brands sitting there. I buy from a mom and pop store near me. You know, obviously they don't carry Vitamin Shop, but they carry um, like Source Naturals is another brand. But it's the name of the ingredient is actually AHCC. So that's what they want to look for. Okay. All right. And then we've got a couple minutes to break. So you talk about bacteria. Now that's probiotics, but also talk about yogurt because that's another way to get the probiotics. Yeah. Um, a lot of people want to get their good bacteria or the probiotics from food. And, uh, you know, you brought up yogurt, uh, kefir is another food, uh, sauerkraut. Yeah. When I bring those up, when I bring those foods up, fermented foods, people, right? Fermented yeah, foods. Yeah, exa- exactly. But now the thing is that most sauerkraut, most yogurt, you know, that you buy in the, in the grocery store wasn't made the old fashioned way through fermentation. There's other processes they use now to speed up the process. And so those beneficial bacteria aren't in there. So a lot of yogurts, they'll actually add add the bacteria in after they've made it. Um, same thing with sauerkraut. They'll add it in after. So if you really want the good beneficial bacteria, try to buy the old-fashioned sauerkraut, the old-fashioned fermented foods, and you're okay. gonna, that's where you're going to get the benefit. But you do need right. to eat those on a daily basis, okay? Right. They need and to be consumed daily. And you get those at the health food store, the old-fashioned yogurt and sauerkraut. Well, even my mainstream, I have a large chain. I'm not going to pick on it right here where I live in Florida, um, but they're all over the southeast, and they even carry the old-school stuff now, too. So you don't necessarily have to go to a specialty store anymore. All right. We're running out of time here. Um, Quick message. What do you want to leave our listeners with, quickly? Quick message. Well, um, I I just tell people, you know what? You are your health and and your your lifestyle, so if you want to – you know, live a healthy, happy lifestyle, get your diet ex- in order, exercise, spirituality, and take some supplements to make up for where you're missing. All right, and your website is? 
herbalpharmacist.com, and they can even email me, Patricia, if they have questions about other topics, herbalpharmacist.com. And, there's, and they can email you right from the site. Definitely. All right. Thanks so much, David, for being on the program. Thank you, again, Patricia. Have a all right, day. All right. Great. Stay in line for a second. All right. David, Far- David Foreman, the herbal pharmacist. Wonderful interview. Stay tuned, folks, for our next interview right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.